my theme music. Every good hero should have some. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Drive-In Podcast. I'm Lamont. And I'm Alex. And we watch bad movies. So you don't have to. Well, we got a special one here. We got a lady that holds a special place in our heart. Man. Yes, Whitney Elizabeth Houston. Uh, the 850th uh uh, movie that they've done about her life. Lord God. Uh, I want to dance with somebody. Special guest in the audience tonight, legendary record executive, Mr. Clive Davis. My voice is gone. What? You start the show tonight. No talking back. I'm your mother. What's your name again? Whitney Elizabeth Houston. Wake up! It's on! It's on! Listen! Oh, well, he really loves me. Bro. So, let's, let's hop into it. Let's hop into it from the trailer. From the trailer, what did you think when you saw the trailer? Because I love the trailer. Like, I think this, the trailer was amazing because it took some of the things that we recognize, mm-hmm. the sound of her voice, the Super Bowl performance, the right. performances are in the trailer, the, the way she's dressed, like the costume design is on point on this one. When you saw the trailer, what did you think? It, it got me excited and, and I was like, after two attempts of telling this story, what would Clive Davis add to it or take away from it to make this one better? And that was the one of the drawing factors for, for me. Outside of the fact that the lead in the film hauntingly looks like Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Naomi so, is like yeah. they 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 got it right as far as like she resembles her, she sounds like her. And right. that's important. I'm talking just the the speaking, like just the way, even like when she's a young kid, I think she's like, she starts in this movie, she starts at 19 and she ends where she ends, but her voice changes through the years. Like yeah. you get the, the huskiness because of all the smoking and drinking and all the stuff that she's done to ruin her instrument. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Naomi Aki did a really, really good job, I thought. And mind you, this young lady is an American. No, from the UK. <laughs> like they she's, take it over, bro. They take it over. <laughs> <laughs> like these UK come, people come over and kill it. Take, so like, ever Stringer Bell came over and he was he just opened the floodgates. Right. Eldris was like, "Come on, guys." It was, it was like, "Hey, the door's open. Come on, yeah. mates. Everybody, just come on over." Yeah. But oh, uh, wait. Well, I just uh, before I forget. Speaking of of Eldris, uh, she Naomi Aki. She was in Yardy. Uh, the, well, she was in Yardy. That was, was my film. Yeah, she was in Yardy. We didn't know her then because, right. like, we wouldn't have known her. Like, she's popped up in other things, but that was Ildris's, uh directorial debut right there. So it's like they have a connection there. So it was wow. like there's a lot of talent from UK that's just yeah like, blowing taking up, over killing. The yeah, and telling American stories, yes, which is crazy. Iconic American stories, right? You know, you got. Aiello playing Martin Luther King. You got Naomi playing Whitney. So, and and your guy, um, 
your guy on Snowfall. Yeah, Damson. He's he's about he's about to be the new Black Panther. So uh, you 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 gonna call that out like that? You gonna do that prediction? You sure about that? Oh no. Well, he's he's playing a young T'Challa, so that's he's going to be the Panther. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, they, or you don't cast him as that. Like, then the next time we see T'Challa, it's going to be Damson, and he will be like the young one. So, I think, of course, he gets the mantle. Okay, I, I can feel, I can see him playing that role pretty strong. Yeah, so. I think that's how that's how they get us to not, you know, I think that's how they get us to jump on board with it. Right. There you go. But again, back to this, this film. What do you think of Tucci? Like Tucci is like. He's pretty good as Clive Davis, right? Like he he's another Dude. one that, he's another actor that really doesn't miss. Like Yeah. Yeah, he he plays Tucci uh plays so many roles and it's so crazy. Like you catch him in these these I mean, they didn't have to do that much work on his makeup cuz he <laughs> looks like Clive yeah, he does. They threw the two like a bad wig on him, and he had the mannerisms and everything down. But like, I know, I mean, I, I think he, I saw something with him and Clive embracing each other, and I guess at, at the uh, showcase of it, and I was like, it looked like father and son. Yes, yes, yes. That's crazy. Oh, brothers, oh, brothers, yeah. it, 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 it that much. But, but this film after the trailer. What did you think about the movie? How did you how did it sit with you when you saw it? Um cuz it basically tells her life from like from the church all the way to the you know to where she when she ends up. It you know it jumps around a lot. I don't know what 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 did you think of it? Um for me it was it was nostalgic but it had it needed paprika, bro. That that was <laughs> it, it was something missing, and I don't know what it was because I know it was missing. I got it right here. I'm raising my hand, Mister Adley. I got I got it right here. What was missing? What What is the ingredient that's missing to make this soup way better? Script story. <laughs> like 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 I'm sorry. Right. Listen, listen. I thought it felt like a music video. It yeah. felt like we were. We were just doing a Wikipedia through Whitney Houston's life. Yeah. As and, opposed to, and the, the musical numbers, which I know you got to have them. Like you actually have to have them for people in the audience because they want to, they want to, they come, you're a Whitney fan, you're going to love this. But yeah. But I felt like there were too, every music number was a little too long. I felt like it was a music video. It was like too many montages. Yeah. And I think, uh, the the places where we needed to see drama, they kind of tiptoed through it. Yeah, they, they didn't got, really get they didn't get their hands dirty with it. Like yeah. with the with the relationship between Robin and and Whitney, they didn't get their hands. They they showed it to an extent, but it was like a Hallmark movie type of vibe to it. It it it, it was real nice. Okay, and it and it gave it gave off the. Um, the move, like okay, they loved each other. They had a relationship. They were living it with each other, but it still was mystique. No, we need to get dirty with it, like they really do. get dirty with it. And they didn't. And I mean, the conflict between Robin and, and Bobby, they didn't really milk that. 
I think this one has gone further than any of the other ones have as far as her and her relationship with Robin. Right. But I think think you're right. Like they went from seeing each other at the, on the schoolyard to kissing each other and then they're in an apartment together. Right. Like you didn't you didn't get a moment of destruct discovery where Whitney's like, I like ladies or right. like, I've always like, been attracted okay. to ladies. They no, never they, they never did that. They didn't give us the uh Suge Avery and Miss Seeley moment. Like the the sitting on the couch and you know I don't want to just build the scene but just that aha moment like oh I really love this 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 girl well and, I think they did they did that with everything though Alex like they did that with the drugs they did that with the relationship yeah. with the with, with the, the relationship yeah, like, with the men I want to like see with, the see the introduction I want to see the origins of her her paths of uh, her vices like yeah. they didn't go strong into that and I think because Whitney probably didn't disclose that information so once again we got to go by uh this is the 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 gospel of Whitney written by Clive Davis you know what well, I'm saying it's Clive it's, well, it's Clive and it's her family so I feel right. like maybe they didn't I don't know. I think it's hard to do something like this when you got the families involved because right. they don't they don't want to show the dirty laundry right but then you you can't do these without the family involved because you need access to the stories. Right. And so, it's like I'm waiting on I'm waiting on a Robin story. Yeah, she no, she wrote a book. She wrote, she a, wrote book a book, and, but I want to see it on screen. I don't want to read the book. The book, you know. Well, I want to see I would love like at the end of the film, what happened to Robin? Yeah. At the end of the film, why did they cut back to her performing? Why didn't it just end it at the Beverly when she expired like I it just was it jumped around way too much for me yeah and in no fault of the actors like I feel like Naomi's amazing job yeah I think I think they had all the right ingredients they just didn't something they left something (laughs) off right the script was horrible hold hold on hold on hold on who was the chef for this writer Anthony McCartan yeah but he's also the guy that wrote Bohemian Rhapsody and he wrote uh, which the Rocket was Man. the which, Rocket Man. Josh, he had yes. two sticks. Like, why you mess up this one? Were you well, just he, tired? Because well, I, if those remember, two films were great. No, they weren't great. They, let, 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 Wait a minute, not, but Bohemian rocks, rock. Uh, uh, I can't even say it now. Rhapsody, Rhapsody, but Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody was dope, bro. Okay, it was, it was, but it, it also, I think, a lot of it. I don't know. I think I blame. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a lot of it on the director. Okay. So I'm a, in this. In this, want to dance with somebody? You think lemons kind of messed this up? Well, I felt like it was like a little too paint by numbers. You know what I'm saying? Mm, it was like yeah. Too, I get ca- it. Yeah, Cassie Lemons. Like, but we remember like she was. Uh, she did Harriet. Uh, she she did ease by you right the, act, the actress in Candyman. Like, she also salsa was that cute chick in uh school days that uh <laughs> Spike Lee was trying to give back to the uh bro- yeah. to the brothers. <laughs> yeah, so like she she's been around Hollywood a minute. I just felt like it felt like a little too pain by numbers. Like we're gonna yeah. show a family, show a performance, show a family, show a performance. Like and you like you're right. They had all the. Like they have an amazing lead. The only thing, the only person I think that was wrong with the cast. Say it. Let it out. Because I agree with it. Whatever you say, 
I agree with that because I know I'm, what you're going to say. I'm, I'm just going. I'm just going to say this is the this is what you sent me when we after you saw the movie. RZA stay RZA. RZA <laughs> stay RZA. Aston Sanders should not be Bobby Brown. Should should not. The only person who can be Bobby Brown is Woody. Woody. Woody could like like Woody. What you doing? All right, Woody, I know it's typecast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's typecast. But Woody put it's his Bobby. foot in Bobby Brown's story. Yeah. It's like, so, Ashton, I'm sorry, my guy. Like, you're a like, really good actor, but... You're great as RZA. RZA. That, you RZA forever. Shout out to Moonlight that you were in, but... Yeah. No, but, no, bro. It, no. I'm in it, and no matter how much you try to put that gap in his teeth with that corny ass smile that he did throughout the whole movie which irked me every time they showed it i was like so this is the only distinguishing factor that you're gonna do bobby brown is this this uh gap tooth smile that he has gap tooth smile the, the mess up wig to do the gumby uh well they they you know they tyler perry wigged this this yeah. this movie pretty good because yeah. whitney's wig when they first discover her like ooh, ooh, that was a rough one, and <laughs> and and Robin's wig, uh, yeah, Miss well, Williams, yeah, Ugh. yeah, that might have been her, Nefessa Williams, that's her name. Like she, we remember her, she's uh, she's from Black Lightning, yeah, and, Black uh, Lightning. She plays the daughter, so right. like she, like really again, really good, actors great actor, right? Just fumbled over the like. <laughs> They just fumbled the ingredients, bro. Yeah, they did. Like they got some of the some of the stuff right. I thought with uh, I don't know. I liked her relationship with Clyde. I liked her relationship with her mother. Uh, you know, it just felt like it, it. It needed a through line. It needed a story, a script to to have you care about it. Because it felt like it was like we're gonna act for a little bit, then we're gonna do a performance. Then yeah. we gonna do a, then we gonna do a montage. <laughs> then we are gonna come out to a performance. Right. So, and then you know, the typical angry father. Like this, this dude might be the worst father in the history of fathers. Like um, Mark mm. Peters, left Lester from the Wire. Like he might be literally the worst dad. Yeah, you in a hospital, and you owe me. Like wait a, <laughs> like what? You dying, and you still talking about money, bro? Yeah, he right up there with Joe Jackson. So. uh yeah, I just yeah. thought her, her, she didn't really, she didn't stand a chance. So if anybody learns anything from this movie, don't let your parents do your finances. Yeah, family and money don't mix at all. Let that go. Give them what they, give them, you know, take care of them, knock their debt out, give them a couple of nice rides, but then disappear. Get away from them. Don't let them, don't, don't let them say, hey, cuz, give me a, give me a job. Mm -mm. No, no, no. We, no. we don't hire a family. No, I will give you money that I that I that I uh, that I'm going to lose. I'm not. You can have it and keep it moving. Right. Um. Uh, and then also, what do you think about the way it showed how she had a fight against like the black community not accepting her? I totally now, forgot about that. Now they should have. Now that's one angle. If if I already picked my LVP, but that situation would be an LVP. Least, I felt like I I didn't like I was young, so I didn't remember it. Then, I, but I can imagine I can see how she had pop songs like okay. she had radio hits. So like if you was, if you go back and and play it back in your mind, black people 
first of all, let me tell you something. I love comedians, and comedians are like one of my lifebloods. But comedians can ruin somebody's career. And in Living Color, made fun of Whitney Houston's performances, and they made a song called Rhythmless Nation. Oh, wow. And yeah, uh, she wasn't Kim, they put her against Janet and Mariah. Right. All the time. Yeah. And and Kim Wayans played Whitney Houston and that she couldn't dance. And that's how people it, it just started building and building and building off of the off of the joke of Whitney Houston has no rhythm. She makes white songs, blah blah blah. Now, mind you, these are the same songs that a lot of brothers fooled a lot of women with. Yeah, these are like the soundtracks of their lives. Like yes. if you look back, they're like Yes, a lot of a lot of population on. was made from Whitney Houston songs. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can't front. Yeah. yeah. She had baby making music. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I get it. During that time, it was it was rough. It was rough for Whitney. But that's one of those elements that they didn't they really should have got into. That and the Barbara Walters yeah, interview. that should that should have been no. That you mean Diane Sawyer? I mean Diane Sawyer. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm thinking about Barbara Walters because she passed. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Barbara, the ghost. But yeah, uh, but yeah, the Diane Sawyer interview. I don't know if they didn't have the rights to what happened, but I feel like that should have been up. That should have been up in there. And I don't, and and again, like you said, they fast forwarded so much. Yeah, like, like she met Bobby, then all of a sudden she with Bobby. Like we didn't see the. The growth of the relationship or none of that. You got to show your work, like my teacher used to say. Like, you can't just give me the answer. You got to show me the work when you got a movie that felt like it was three hours long. Yeah. Like, that thing felt, I was like, man, this is long as hell. This is like Avatar long. (laughs) And see, that's the thing. That's one of the things, I mean, we talk about as photographers, especially when you have a lot of content, some stuff, if it's good, you got to let it breathe. And though they had all these other good elements, and some parts, if you're going to take the time, find the major parts that you're going to take the time with. And I, I feel like in her short span of life, you know, I would have dealt with less of the beginning or the origin. I would have made that real compact mm-hmm. and got into the real drama part. Especially like they left out the whole reality. Like, why would she even do this reality show? Why would, she need, the, why would she need the money to do it? Yeah. Right, because and, and we get it because if hindsight is twenty twenty, her dad jacked her money up. So, oh, okay. Or Bob, and see, everybody back in that time thought Bobby was the one messing up the money. No, nah. no, it was her family, yo. And Bobby is just just a pawn in the game. Like she said in that, like she said at the bar, like the drugs were there before you got there, but you didn't help. Like, right. Like he wasn't part of the solution. So that made him part of the problem. Why was that? How did, how did they get that right? They got that right because it was like, they, they actually captured the feeling you had during that moment. First of all, America's in war at the, in the desert storm. You had, and I think I was in middle school during that time. And you had, I had older people that I knew 
that were soldiers that were over there fighting. Actually, I think one of my teachers had us write to certain people that was from yeah. our town and send them letters just to get them through, you know, the whole whole ordeal. And then you come back and you watch the Super Bowl game with the Bills and the Giants. And it's like everything is red, white, and blue. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, like literally all, <laughs> all the teams. <laughs> Both teams are red, white, and blue. You got Whitney Houston dressed up in red, white, and blue. You got, and then, you know, in that scene, they showed the soldiers at the war, in the war, watching the Super Bowl. And, you know, you know, they had that, that's when satellite was working. We we was at the beginning stages of satellite. We could be everywhere at all times. So we're in war with the troops and they're showing the troops doing this national anthem standing uh, at attention. It, it was just, it put you right back in that moment. And they, that was one aspect of the film that they knocked out the park from the the soldiers being in 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 the whole thing as far as watching the Super Bowl in time of war to even the jets flying over and, and they were up there with the jets and then they showed them do that uh red spray that chemical spray die in the air with the red white and blue it was like that that just set us up. Like I, I, I if if you wanted to recruit anybody for the military, you got him. Whitney got you. Whitney got you. Whitney yeah. got a lot of people into the military. You just use that one scene and how you felt during that time because you had family members over there, you had friends over there fighting for, you know, not yeah. we whatever whatever reason why we were over there fighting because I, mean, I don't even want to delve into that, but. We were over there fighting, and it, it was just that moment that you felt like everybody was connected. It wasn't no white, no black, no yeah. no separation. We were all one nation, and but that, that was. But even the, that's how her music felt, right? Yeah, like, then, yeah. Like, yeah, little, like her music. As, you know, she was a black artist, and like there's there's a scene when she's like, I don't at the radio station when she says. I don't know about black music. I don't know white music. I just make music. Right. I don't know how to be a black singer. I just know how to sing. Like, I think she had to fight for that through her whole career. And that just, I don't know. I feel like that just wasn't fair to her. I felt sorry for her after seeing this movie. Yeah. But she couldn't love who she wanted to love. She couldn't sing what she wanted to sing. Her family let her down. Her people let her down. Like, I just, even the like America as a whole, like, we didn't embrace her like we should have. Right. Right, and, and and it goes back to something that we said off record. It's like, in this story, she was, and you know, I always talk about villains. I love origins of villain stories. She was the, she was the victim and the villain at the same time. Yeah, you know, it, and and it was it was sad to see. I hate I hate the fact that they they didn't mess with Eddie Murphy in this film neither. They didn't Is bring it, up Murph. Yeah, I was. Did they? What they brought Jermaine up? No. Murph, they brought no. Jermaine up, but they did not talk about Murphy. And and Robin even told this story on her little moment where she was talking about her book. She like Eddie Murphy called Whitney before she married Bobby, and said was trying to tell her, "Hey, you shouldn't do this." I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, then they they didn't put Ray J because Ray J was around at the end. That is true. Yeah, Room, was, but that was rumored. Rumored. Yeah, but he was, was on, he was at the funeral. Like there was, 
They didn't, there was no beef. They left out to Mariah because there's a big beef between her and Mariah. Like they showed up the same place with the same dress on one time. Wow. Like there's a lot of stories for people who were alive at the time. It was like, it felt like, oh, we already know this. You're not telling me something I really don't know. Right, like. right. You need to, like I said, it, it was too crisp. It, was, <laughs> it, it had yeah, Beijing got, on it. It was too much Beijing on it, bro. Yeah, like you could have got, you, you got such a great, she's such a raw story, you can tell it, but I don't know. I feel like she deserved a better story than this, but it is what it is. Right. So let's get to a category, sir. Uh, All right. MVP of this movie, who won this for you, gets the championship belt, walks away with the win. Naomi. All day Naomi. long. Yeah, Naomi Atkins. She this is gonna catapult her like to something else. Yeah. She is um she 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 did the role. I mean, she really embodied everything that we saw in reality. You know, it was like, okay, she had the blueprint. And I'm like, if it was an open book test, she passed <laughs> it. Like it, it you don't have to go too far. To well, get I, feel this like, right. I feel like she did her part. She's like, whatever, <laughs> you know, like when Jordan goes out there and gets 60, like I did my part. Right. If we lose it's on you. <laughs> yeah. And that and that was that was my boy uh Austin uh Sanders. Sanders, <laughs> like, yeah. Sanders, Sanders didn't come off the bench right, bro. But we're nah, gonna get nah. it. He's 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 coming. He he's is coming, coming up coming. in the he's categories. On the he's on the list. All right. <laughs> Uh, for me, the winner is Naomi too. Yeah, I feel like she served it well. And I, if, if and if I could do a call, I would say her and Stanley Tucci, like just yeah, just just the makeup, other. yeah, just like, him being Clive. It was yeah. So he had a cool Clive vibe. So I got it, and just two really really good actors. You got to think these; those are the two best actors in the series, and they did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. All right. Easy easy money answer. LVP. Who's your LVP, sir? Rizzo. <laughs> yes! I'm sorry. He, like, he just, Man. You don't, you don't say yes to everything, Rizzo. Right. Let it go. <laughs> don't don't let them do you like that. Don't 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 be the second stand-in for uh, Woody. No, nah, the Woody. Because like, I, I, <laughs> they, I think they probably tried to reach out to Woody. And Woody's like, man, I don't want to get typecast. I'm tired. Right. I got this power thing going. I'm doing really good not being Bobby. Bobby Playing Bobby was exhausting. I don't want to do it. How about, uh, what's my, try that dude that was on a Wu-Tang. <laughs> no. Nah, what you do is you you go you go to Wood and you're like, dude, what, what's it going to take? Let's just write right. it. Right. Let's, Let's cut this it. check we need, and we need do it. it right because yeah. nobody. I'm telling you, the boy did so well as Bobby Brown, man. And yeah. and, and it, it's not like he's aged out of the character. No, he could, yeah, he can play Bobby. He can still play Bobby. So yeah. that's that's the thing. So yeah, LVP, 100%. Aston. <laughs> Ashton uh, Sanders, Sanders, bro. Yeah, that's LVP for me. Now, Ashton, if you hear this, if you hear this, bro, you kill Rizzo. I love it when you play Rizzo on the Wu-Tang, but this one right here, it it, it sounded like you were being (laughs) sounded like you were being Rizzo and DMX and Bobby Brown at the same time, and it's like, nah, youngin, don't do that. You don't sound nothing like, like Bobby. 
because Bobby's from Boston. Now, like, that's a whole different from New York accent. Like, he was giving, yeah. he was giving me, uh, Jordy. Like, it was just too New Yorkish. Yeah. yeah, and too scruffy. Like, Bobby's voice ain't that scruffy, bro. So yeah. I was like, all right, okay. But yeah, LVP goes to, to my guy. All right. Uh, me too, same. So that that's, we, we chalk all the way down. Uh, six man, six woman coming off the bench. Who you got? Um, Somebody did the most with the least. I would have to say, I'm going to say Stanley is my sixth man. Stanley Tucci? Yeah, Stanley Tucci. Okay, wait, well, he's in it too much, man. Like, six man is like, you get no well, time. I'm, I mean, everybody else was kind of, yeah. You know. Okay. We, Okay, well, you don't have to have a six man. Like I'll, for my I, six I mean, man, go ahead, go go ahead with your six man. Who's your six man? Lou Corey, the super fan, the drug dealer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I thought that was to me one of the most ingenious things that they did when they showed how she got the drugs. Like right. come up for the for the autograph. Like I did. I the first time they did it, she kept the pen, and I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And then when the second time you're like, okay, that's how she got her drugs. That's she came up for the autographs and she would keep the pen and the drugs would be in the pen. I'm like, okay, that's that's interesting. That's some stuff that I didn't know. That was how she got him in there. So I feel like that was another part of the story. Like, again, tell me something I don't know. We know so much about Whitney. Right. Like, just give me insight. Like, don't be afraid to show the warts. So I don't know. That's my guy. Got you. Okay, cool. I uh, on our rating scale, what are you giving this thing, man? Full tank, half tank, fourth tank, no tank. I'm gonna give it a half a tank, mid. <laughs> I would go, I would go 87, but it's Whitney, bro. And and because of the um, because of the accuracy of the the stuff that we've seen. Mm-hmm. From the video shoots, from the origin with her singing uh, "Greatest Love of All" in the club to get Clive Clive to notice her. Yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty dope. So, and, and you know what is fun is to go back and look at the because I really think the wardrobe department was amazing. The wardrobe, hair, hair, and makeup was 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 kind of slacking. But wardrobe kept it kept it real. Cause I saw the picture when she signed with Clive. She had the Levi's yeah. uh, joint on. The jumpsuit was just like hers. All the you know the gear the, right down to the Reeboks. The videos were like okay. The videos were spot on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know it felt like one again one big music video. Yeah, I'm gonna go half a tank just for the music. Yeah, just for the music and Naomi's performance, I'm gonna give it half a tank just just for the culture. But the movie itself, eh, you know, wait till it comes out on video. I wouldn't even go to the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think Clive probably got some people he got to pay off, so he did this. <laughs> this, yeah, so, <laughs> this is just oh, it's it's only in theaters. No, we need to wait. Nah, just get... wait, wait, wait. It'll, it'll pop up on you know. On Beyonce's internet, and then right somewhere, somewhere on Beyonce's internet is going up. 
right. Now, this, we thought we'd do something fun this time. Normally, we do a Mount Rushmore. And normally, we would say, oh, Mount Rushmore biopics that are already made. Nah, the drive-in podcast, we do something different. We're doing our Mount Rushmore of biopics that we want to see made. And we're going to give you the actor or the actress to play the part. Hollywood, so, listen up. Listen, listen up, up Hollywood. We so we're giving these away for free. All right, so Alex, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and knock it out. Okay. My first one, uh-huh. being that we're talking about Whitney Houston, being that we're in her universe, uh-huh. I'm going to start off with her, her godmom, Dion Warwick. Okay. Who's- I want a Dion, and I know a lot of biopics are always done when people pass away, but Dion Warwick is a very interesting person, even now. When she, when she hit Twitter, people people notice. <laughs> yes. So, I want Dion Warwick to be played by. Here we go, Ari Lennox. Who's Ari, I, don't, I don't? Ari know. Lennox is is a new artist. Um, a lot of a lot of the younger kids may know her, but okay, I know her. I know her. I know. I see it. The Shea Butter. It's, it's she has she has the got look. The nose. She got the nose. She, she got, got nose. every. She could be young Dionne Warwick, and she could play that role to a T. Even if they do it in a timepiece where Dionne Warwick shows up, but I would rather I would rather see the trials and tribulations of Dionne Warwick, how she got um how she got tied up with this psychic uh network hotline yes. <laughs> and all that good stuff, just to see her development as a person. So. Dion Warwick story played by Ari Lennox. Okay, that's that's a, I, I can see it. I can definitely see that. Uh, for my number one on the Brown Marshmore, I gotta go. All right, I'm doing BB King, right? Oh, I hate you. Who you got? Who you got? But, but I want old BB King. I okay, who you got? Story. Wendell Pierce, Bump from the Wire. <sighs> okay. All right. You took one of mine. You took one I of my did. ideas. Yeah, that was one of my ideas. But it was, it's a different actor that I want. No, to no, it doesn't matter. You you pick your actor, but I'm going Wendell Pierce, Bunk from the Wire. Really good actor. Uh, yeah. And I feel like he can get old BB down. Because I'm, yeah. you know, I've so met BB a couple of times and BB got it like, he got a charisma to him. And like, yeah. even as an old guy, he was still, you know, he was still a young guy, so I feel like Bunk can get that down, put him on the axe. He's from New Orleans, so you know we got a little music in his blood there. So I want to do an old BB movie. Now I'm gonna drop two pennies on it. I can always switch up that one because I, I I got stuff in my chamber, so I'm really for, ready for it. <laughs> but <laughs> but but let me let me drop two pennies on your BB King story. How about Levan Davis? As old BB King, the guy that plays, uh, he's on House of Pain with Tyler Perry. I don't father. watch that. I don't watch that. If look him up, Levan Davis. Levan Davis. I see that, but is he like? And, I think, and he can sing. He really can sing for real. Can he act it, though? And he can. He can probably. He, he can. He can pull it off. Can he act? I think like, I think he can pull it off. I think he can really pull it off. Wendell's I think he can knock it out of box. Like Wendell's, Wendell's. Wendell's well, Wendell's I mean, Levan Le- was was on the Tyler Perry chilling circuit. He okay. probably wasn't on Broadway, but I mean, he did stage acting as he far was, as 
That's concerning, and he does television. Yeah, that's I the think. same. That's the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think LeVan Davis would probably kill it. Even though your pick is a great pick. I would not I, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let Wendell do the, the theatrical release. Let LeVan do the one to go straight to video. We'll do it like that. Wow. So you're going to put him on Toby? Yeah, he on Toby. <laughs> <laughs> he going straight to Toby. You wrong. Say, Just right. because he's affiliated with, with the chocolate. You wrong I'm with sorry. That. I'm sorry. All right. All right. You want your next one, sir? Let's put your number two. Okay. My number two. We're going to... Donnie Hathaway. Ooh. And, and the story will be told by Roberta Flack. Huh? Listen to me. I need our friend to the podcast. I need Nakia Gabby Turner. Gabby Turner to play Roberta Flack telling the story of Donnie Hathaway. And the person that will play Donnie Hathaway. Is our dude from um, Atlanta, Brian Harvey Henry? Yes, I see that. I can see him doing that. Yeah, and it'll be a very dramatic story, you know. And I could see, I could see Nakia at a piano, like it's a dark room. She's playing the piano. It's Roberta Flack singing uh, "Killing Me Softly," and then. Sorry, let's do this again. All right. I can see Nakia sitting at a piano in a dark room with a light on her as Roberta Flack telling the story. I met him, blah, 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 and she plays Killing Me Softly. And then she tell, they go back to the time lapse. We get a young kid to play young Donnie Hathaway in church. To all the way to Brian being Donnie Hathaway, even and all the way dealing with the uh, schizophrenia yeah, and all that type of stuff until his death. He got a hell of a story. Damn, he got a hell of a. And he was only thirty three when he passed away. Exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. have that have that role played with the story of Roberta Flack telling the story, and Nakia will be Roberta, and Brian will be Donnie Hathaway. Okay, that's that's cool. I would I would love to see that. That would uh, be a strong story for me. My uh, number two, I'm going with Teddy Pendergrass. Who who played Teddy P? John David Washington. Wow, Little Denzel. Little Dizzy. Little Denzel plays plays Teddy Pendergrass. I could see that with the beard. With like, the beard, the beard doesn't have to change. He can actually act. We'll have to dub in the singing. That's fine. They did it with the no problem. They did it. They did it with uh Chadwick when he played James Brown. Yeah, I think you got it. I think when you're doing these these biopics with these singers, you got to get the acting right, and then we can figure the and the man because actors can do mannerisms. Because if you look at remember, uh, well, we just saw the Whitney joint. Like she was, her mannerisms were like Whitney's. Actors get a good actor, they can do that. And with the technology today, you can fix the singing. I think Pendergrass's story is important because it's there's so much stuff out now, there. Now, would you go all the way back, like when he was with Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, or later as a solo artist and his progression? Because if you go and watch some documentaries, there's a documentary of this guy who was uh, Teddy Pendergrass's um, manager. And Teddy was 
not <laughs> this 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 lover boy type. No, of he guy. wasn't. He like that was just an image. Like I, he put out. I don't know because what interests me about his story is at the end when he lost his, but he couldn't walk. Right, and he, and he still had to figure it out. I would probably start from the throwing the teddy bears on the stage and end with him in that wheelchair because mm. I want. I would want to see like how because even after he he. He was paralyzed. He still had a productive life. Like he still right. did stuff, and I think that to me, that's the most interesting part of his story. Mm-hmm. Not that he was just fake, you know, lover boy. Like all of them were. Like, yeah, like you got fake gangsters and fake lover boys all over music. So yeah, and I think that would be a a great chance to um, tell that uh, the trans gender lady story as well. Like, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna tell it, let's tell it all. Let's tell it all, and and you know everybody was, oh he no he was it was it was a situation he was caught up in, and they happened to be in the car together. I just give yeah, it. Yeah, he was giving her a ride from what they say he was giving her a ride, and you can you can give a person a ride without you can give a person a ride. a ride without giving them a ride. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I don't yeah. know. I think John, I think John David could do it. I think it'll be it'll that be would strong. be strong. That would be right. strong. All right, what's your number three, sir? Is not even a one artist thing. It's it's a it's a movement. It's a whole record company, and the name of the film is Memphis, the story of Stacks. And my first person that I picked will be Omar Sai, Omar Sai, and he's playing Otis Redding. Ooh. Omar Sai plays Otis Redding. Tank plays Isaac Hayes and Natasha Rothwell, our girl Keisha from um, Insecure, uh-huh. plays Mabel Staple, uh, Mavis, Mavis Staple from the Staple okay. Singers. And we tell that story of Stack and how they had different artists and the turmoil in their lives, even, you know, the death of Oldest Reddy. But okay. that whole change, and even you know, you throw in Martin Luther King's death in there, or it's a history piece. Okay, I'll watch that. I watch so that sure. I would have those three actors play those parts because Tank looks like Isaac Hayes a little bit. He does. And just put a ball head on him and have him be Chuck Turner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's fair. All right, cool. All right, my number three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Wakanda, bro. I'm getting Winston Duke. Okay. He's playing Marcus Garvey. Wow. Yes. That's it. I thought hey. we were doing music pieces. He's going to play no, Marcus. You, you said we said biographies. So, oh, okay. All so right. I'm with it. I'm with it. He's playing Marcus Garvey. Give him the Oscar now. You think he'll knock it out the park, bro? I think so. Give me Oscar now. That that story needs to be told. Give me Oscar yeah, now. That is that is a story that needs to be told. We never we never delve into the depth of Marcus Garvey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I could because I would love to see somebody reenact the times he did his speaking engagements and all of that. And then the ride in the car with the hat and all that just it would be dope. That would be a dope move. So I, that's my uh, my guy. So uh, what's your last one, sir? 
My last pick. Here we go. He's he's one of our favorites. I I picked. I already picked somebody from Atlanta. I'm going back to the Atlanta camp. Oh yeah. Wait. <laughs> this, this one will win the Oscar. But go ahead. This one would totally win an Oscar. Yes. I want to go with DC's finest son, Marvin Gaye. Yes. And Lakeith Stansfield plays yes. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. That's my number one pick. I mean. The dude, the dude has so many mannerisms like this guy. I would love to see him just get get into the character. And plus, Marvin's story is very tragic. Also, I would love to have Taraji P. Henson play Tammy uh, Terrell. What was Terrell? I would love to see her as Tammy Terrell. And Marvin's love interest. Okay. Because she still still has a youthful look. And I think she she looks a lot like her. I would love to see them, you know, go in their love triangle. If people could tell that story. And then go to the point where after she passes away, Marvin goes on this downward spiral. Yet he's he's very creative, but he's still doing the drugs. And then he ends up dying in his dad's house. Yeah, one that's of the such a tragic story. Yeah, tragic that, story, bro. Okay, that's that one was the Oscar. I think I, that's, that's my, another Oscar winner, bro. Yeah, that's the best pick out of the ones we have. My last one, I'm going back to Atlanta. I'm getting Brian Tyree Henry, and we're not doing Mr. Hathaway. No, we're doing Luther Vandross. Yeah. Boy, you know how much trouble that would start with women. What? Luther. I'm just saying, all these women that love Luther doing that, I, I got a friend to this day. <laughs> she still loves Luther Vandross. Like, that's my boo. You know he was kind of, no, I don't care. You don't say nothing bad about my boo. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. He wrote He wrote a house ain't a home for me. I was like, see, now you get now you now, now you now you're reaching. You're reaching too far. Who, who's this for? Who's this friend? <laughs> He's back in DC. Then one of my one of my good friends. Uh shout out to Cornelia. She she loves her some she loves her some Luther Vandross. She said her and Luther were gonna get married until he died. And, okay. And that, well, you know, and, you know some people just live in that, that reality. Respect to that, but okay. But I feel like Brian Tyree, he can play skinny Luther, fat Luther. He can do he can, all of them. I think he, he can, can do act. all of them. Yeah, he can act. He's yeah. I so I, and I and we need a Luther story, man. Like we doing all the. I think with this exercise is great, but it just highlights how there's so many good great stories, stories out, out there, there. that we yeah. that they Hollywood misses. Like they they want to do the emancipations and these slave stories and all and, the and then stories. they do a lot of warmed over stories it's like no don't don't do a reboot of, of of living single i don't need that we've had enough of that don't yeah. do a re, don't do a remake of house party again don't do another house party i'm sorry i need new stories and and america has enough stories even now you know we have a lot of stories that could be told so, yeah. So I was just like, let's just do it. Just make make the story strong. So right. I don't know. I thought, uh, you know, 
this movie was not great, but it has some great parts. And yeah. like I said there's so many great stories out there. Hollywood wake up and start telling these things. If not, me and Alex come in and we're gonna do them ourselves. Yeah, we'll be shooting them on iPhones. You better there watch you out. <laughs> watch out, here we come. I just gotta I, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace. This thing is bigger than Nino Brown. This is big business.